0: Extra Butter Podcast. If I've had the meatballs from Ikea, it's been like years ago. Everyone talks about how amazing those meatballs are, but I
1: don't oh, really like. I haven't had any of this stuff, the really? food there ever. <laughs> yes. I, I go there so much, though. I'm like obsessed with Ikea.
2: Yeah. Oh, man. But Dylan, think, you're like a huge uh... fan of them? It's not even about like, oh, man, these taste so good. Like they're banging. It's more of like the experience because it's set up to be like a old uh like cafeteria like they would have in like a department store like a yeah so you just go in you get your little tray you get this this and the side and then you open up the little cases to get like a slice of cake or a slice of pie and i just like sitting there and being like "Mm, i'm not buying fucking shit but i'm eating this (laughs) yeah
0: the menu resembles like uh like like kids uh thanksgiving dinner yeah meatballs mashed know. potatoes green beans isn't that what they serve there yeah like, there's something very yeah. <laughs> comforting
2: about that just getting that ice cream scooper uh oh. portion of mashed potatoes <laughs> mashed and potatoes? just being yeah. like it's just right are these instant <laughs> probably I mean, yeah
1: <laughs> i mean these taste better when they're a lot cheaper than everything yeah. else. yeah <laughs> I, mean, I mean not even mcdonald's money is mcdonald's money anymore <laughs>
0: dude <laughs>
1: dude it's so preach, right, man
0: bro preach
1: you see y'all have y'all
0: been to a taco bell recently it's kind of insane yeah. how expensive it's, it's taco bell is now yeah
2: it's a little yeah. insane i got one of those gordita wrap things that's like the soft shell wrapped around the crunch yeah and it was like 459 and i was like who you think you feeding chelsea clinton like what the <laughs> fuck is this i don't understand <laughs> it bro. you want some sauce yeah i need something for free shit but then when I go to an Ikea,
0: I always like the fact how they, like, decorate the,
2: the rooms.
0: You know, yeah, like, you'll walk through yeah. and it'll be like, this room in a New York apartment. I'm like, hmm, maybe if yeah. I was in New York, I would want this apartment. Like, you just, <laughs> like, walk through
2: The mock apartments.
0: Yeah, the mock, like, yeah, designed by Ludwig. Ludwig. Ashkenyuk- like, whatever the name is. And you're like, oh, damn,
2: Ludwig, you went off on this joint,
0: bro. Yeah,
2: the na- the names are very thick and swedish and then when you look at it you're like this is a fucking office chair that's worse than walmart quality against a brick wall yeah but lubin's picture is like him
0: uh in a scarf but just a wife beater just just like the most most insane outfit
2: with tim's on (laughs) like okay like yeah this is a sticker Oh, shit.
0: shit, man. Anyway, man, no,
2: we're live.
0: <laughs> we're live. Welcome to Extra Butter, your podcast for great conversation and great movies. This is Cam. This is Dylan. And we have a special guest in the motherfucking building, Andrew Garcia. You're one of my best friends. We go all the way back to 2013, Andy, the Disney College program in Orlando, Florida.
1: We, yeah, we hit past 10 years now.
0: Ten nice. years, dude, of me knowing this guy. He is uh yeah, man, one of my truest friends. Uh there's so many like memories I have with this guy that I- I'll cherish until the grave. This man he's been through the roughest of times, the the best of times. He's helped me when I've been blackout drunk. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be the man I am without him. So thank you so much for joining, Andy. It's been a it's 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 an honor to have you here, buddy.
1: It's a real pleasure, Cam.
0: Yeah, so, you man. know, it's
1: just I was just thinking the other day, like, you know, wholesome qualities that make like a great friendship. And I was thinking, you know what? You know what? Defines that relationship. Yeah. You make me feel like Janet Jackson. I think <laughs> about you and then I have to take a moan <laughs> break every once in a while. Like ah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: don't, I don't see it I don't
1: everything. <laughs>
0: Holy
2: shit, rhythm nation. He went there, bro. <laughs> he went there,
0: bro. <laughs> oh man but today guys we are talking (laughs) i know it's november and uh angelica and i were just talking about this how like the moment it strikes 12 on october 31st no one gives a shit about halloween anymore it's just christmas mariah carey defrosts it's time to bring in the keys you know what i mean like it's time but in extra butter we're letting it linger for one more week because we're talking Mm. james Wan horror juan um i am one of james Wan's biggest fans uh, I love uh, his direction style in his movies. I know Andy is too, and Dylan, you're kind of new to the James Wan. Yeah. I just uh, universe, recently right?
2: dipped my toes in.
0: Hell yeah! Yes. Um, so we're gonna go through anything that's horror related that James Wan has done. We're gonna talk about. We're gonna skip. Um, like if you're a fan of of Aquaman or Gone, <laughs> the Fast and the Furious, that one was pretty good.
1: It's been a long
0: day. That one's good. But we're not talking about it. We're not talking about it. Gone.
1: Just <laughs> was, <laughs> Just it exact, was, was it that exact sequel, the the one where Paul Walker? I'm pretty sure yeah. that's it's the gone, one he hey. did. I think it's hmm. Furious
0: 7. I think
2: commercially it did the best money, but I think a lot yeah. of that had to do with, like, Paul passing and then wanting to figure out what to do. They had his brothers brought in. They did face replacement, too.
0: Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, this is the last one with, uh, with Paul Walker.
2: Yeah, and then yep. it goes... <laughs>
0: And it sh- and it should have ended there, but of course, so far
2: downhill. Every
0: Fast and the Furious after that, they talk about how Paul's oh, protecting the kids. and It pisses <laughs> me off every single
1: time. He's passed away, I, bro. Brian's dead. I just can't get past the fact that the. I mean, I haven't watched past like Tokyo Drift. Dang. So, um, what I recollect, I thought the movie was about racing, and then now it's just like
0: it's insanity. <laughs> Family and just death-defying stunts out of a car, and
1: uh, and two two bald guys, right? That and they're t- like, <laughs> two, they're, they're two, like trying two to outbald each other the and whole two movie. Two bald guys, <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, the Rock's gone now, so now it's one bald guy, and they just sub in random Jason action. Statham. Johnson who are generally bald, I think. Yeah, Jason Momoa just. just look
2: around Hollywood like, who the fuck is bald? Who no, John Travolta was bald, <laughs> yeah. was bald oh, for a while.
0: Let's do, let's do John. Oh, is, Idris is kind of bald. Let's do Idris. Yeah. They're like, oh, excuse she you have a rogue
1: game? A rogue game here? No, not you. Not you. Sorry. That's why they
2: hired Charlize on to be the villain because they were like she was bald. And they're like <laughs> Oh wait, that was Mad Max. That was Mad Max. Oh, oh wow. shit, she's got hair now. Oh, fuck it, bring it on. All right. yeah,
1: it. She she had the crazy braid, the box braid. I was like, not the box braid, not the box
2: braid. <laughs> oh, what that? <laughs> oh man. So uh, now, so we're not gonna talk about Furious Seven. So we're gonna talk about Furious. <laughs> we're, we're gonna spend half this time. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Sorry, Team 1 Sorry, James. Uh but yeah, we're gonna start off with the two thousand and four smash saw. Um mm. Dylan, have you you've seen did you see Saw before we, we I decided to do this James Wan one? Did you Yeah, did you I yeah, okay. I was
2: I was one of the ones who saw Saw back in the day and then looked at the screen and thought, that motherfucker had the easiest job in all of Hollywood. He just laid there. He just laid there for Yeah,
0: spoilers know. for again, I always say this spoilers for every movie we're about to talk about. Um, but yeah, Saw uh, follows, it's pretty much like a detective story um, that follows, let's see, a non-linear Whatever. narrative it's revolving around the mystery of the Jigsaw Tick Killer, who tests his victims' uh, will to live by putting them through deadly games, where they must inflict great physical pain upon themselves to survive. We all know Saw movies by now, it, Jigsaw, um, what's that little puppet's name that rides it on the
2: bike? What's that little thing's name? I again? thought the puppet's name was also Jigsaw. No, it's like. Wait, it's is got... it
1: not?
0: No, it's, it's not. It, it's is it uh Robert? No, Robert the doll. No, 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 no. It's a. Hold on, give me a second. Is it Pepe?
1: It, it's a little Juanita. <laughs>
0: Dylan. Dylan, what, what were your, what were your thoughts on Juanita. the first film? What were your thoughts on the first film? while I, while I look it up? What were your you know what?
2: You know what it is about. It is. It's. It's a film that's not too insane expensive, but it's just creative. Like you hadn't seen some shit come out like that. And all of a sudden, it was like, holy shit, like, we're going to watch some torture, borderline torture stuff. Yeah. it still got big names in it. It had Carrie Ells, who played, uh, like, Wesley in The Princess Bride. Danny Glover. Danny, 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 Danny too old for this shit, Glover. Someone said the other day that Danny Glover was only, like, 40 when he was saying, I'm too old for this shit. And I'm just like, yo, (laughs) yo. That's what the millennials so be saying. Yeah. So, I'm
0: 30 and I feel that right now. I'm too <laughs> old for this shit. I'm bro.
2: too old for this shit. Hell it's yeah. like, no, you got six more movies, Danny. You better get your motherfucking <laughs> ass up. Yep. Um, yeah, no, groundbreaking. And then it hit the biggest M Night twist that actually didn't come from M Night. That twist is insane. Oh, by the way, the puppet's name is Billy the puppet. Billy. Billy. You were close. What was your what'd you say? Fucking Robert. Robert. What? Hi. what did you say, Andy? Oh, uh, Juanita.
0: Juanita. Juanita. <laughs> your, Hi, Juanita. King <laughs> How funny would it be if like like this a person's like uh like strapped up to 14 guns, jigsaw just plays the tape, and yeah. then a dog comes out like girl, you bet like, <laughs> Juanita <laughs> throws it. <laughs> girl, you... Ooh.
2: <laughs> See, I, I need that, but I need it like 2023 when Jigsaw's like, here, play the tape and the people he kidnapped are too young. They don't know what a tape is and how to play it. Oh, yeah, just like... All, yeah. like, all Gen Z victims. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when Ethan comes out on the tricycle, girl, Jigsaw, you know, these motherfuckers don't know what a
0: tape is. Yeah, yeah. Andy, what were your thoughts on the first film? If you remember when you saw it.
1: Uh, I, I think... It, it, there's a similar fashion with like torture porn movies and i would say serial killer movies that sure. i think i never gravitated to them initially and then i understood their appeal later on uh with the saw movie i do feel the investigative part that kind of treads most of the movie i've largely just kind of forgotten like they just didn't intrigue me in any way because most of the focus has been a lot of the characters in their position and how they try to get out and then usually if there's any character development you know great but I think really after the first maybe the first one to like maybe the third one I think they really did a good job at at least sprinkling that here and there maybe lessening over time Uh, with the exception of things with the newest one which I think is hands down my favorite but still uh, haven't I think seen
0: it, man. It, ah, don't say that, bro. Yeah,
1: <laughs> <it. laughs> yeah. No, they. I mean, it's definitely refreshing, different. Yeah. Not to spoil anything, definitely a different. Um, route that I'm definitely interested to see if they do continue it. But uh, yeah, I do feel, however, while the first one has been regarded as one of the best, yeah. I do feel a lot of the praise has come specifically because of the plot twist and less of the movie overall. Mm. Even though it is, I think, because it was so different from other movies, I think there's also that appeal and then, you know, low budget horror and that kind of impact. So it's a mix. I mean, if you think about it, like, shower, Wars, granted, not remotely the same thing, that's like apples and oranges, but if you take like, let's say, Return of the Jedi, a lot of the praise that, that movie gets is the plot twist at the end, too. 100%. And I've kind of always felt that way, that it makes yeah. up a lot of what people regard its high status for.
0: No, nah, so. Andy, you, you you bring up a good point, because the the original three movies, I would agree, are the, I haven't seen the new one, so I can't speak to it, but the first three are the best uh, overarching story of Saw. I think once you get past three, what you mentioned about uh, torture porn is amped up to like infinity at that point. Because now it's like all we care about is what are the what's the most gruesome way we can torture somebody. And that's all you're looking for in those movies. Whereas if you I don't know if you guys recently went back and watched it, it's kind of tame compared to what they're doing like what they end up doing in these later films the first one there's barely any blood you know what i mean like it's it's more about the investigation and i would agree andy that at least in the first one though you know i obviously have to look at these in a vacuum where it came out in 2004 so like it it was a different time when movies being made so i do think that like that twist i'm sure for the time i was alive we all were alive uh was insane I do agree that if you look back at the story, there are elements to it that you're like, "All right, this isn't as uh, exciting as I as I remember it being," and it's mainly because you're waiting for that last, yeah, thirty fucking seconds of just pure insanity. You know what I mean? So, dude yeah. sawing off his leg, the yeah. fucking strings going crazy, <laughs> and then and then old dude just
2: getting up like nothing happened.
0: God damn, dude.
2: Yeah, I think that's a prime example of like how they just involved because they needed to top whatever they were doing. Because watching him chop his foot off with the saw was pretty visceral. And you're like, well, that was kind of freaking crazy because you could see yeah. where the mind was. But then when you get to the later ones and the chick just gets tossed in a vat full of, you know, syringes and needles, you're just like, woof, this really went places, you know?
0: Yep, 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 yep. yep.
2: It's, it's a little, I don't know, it's too much later on. It's too much yeah. for me. I'll pass, it, pass on It's a
0: lot. It's a lot. And also considering then, like, uh, he only directed the first one. The next two were directed by...
2: Darren, right?
0: Yeah. And, I mean, the second one has, like, the one that has my uh, most, like... I feel like every Saw movie is, like, looking... It's, like, it's finding a kill that's, like, someone's mm-hmm. biggest fear. Mm-hmm. And the second one has the needle pit. Ugh. Where he throws old girl into that. And that, to me, is, like, I... That gives me the... the, the... Yeah. Whatever the hairs on the back of your neck, like I can't do it. I can't do it. I hate that scene so much, dude. Wait, uh, you said
1: the, the needles was the second or the
0: third one? I'm oh. pretty sure it's the second one. I thought it was again because spoiler alert, it's the the chick ends up being like the like he take the girl that survives in the first one that like figures out the test ends up being a part of the test in the second one. And then she's thrown into the needles because it's that guy's test, but then he's like i ain't doing this shit and he just throws that girl in there tosses her in. yeah and then the third one you, it's the girl she's the one that's killing everybody because jigsaw mm-hmm. dies at
1: that point i think um, because i'm looking to the wiki here because i know a lot of times you see the director's name but people forget whether they incorporate from both the directing and the story um yeah. writing so for saw one james Wan is director and writer right. and then he doesn't return to write For Saw until the third one again, and then yeah, he he produced
0: the first three, right? That's or uh, the first one obviously he directs. The second Uh, two he definitely actually no,
1: Uh, he produced the second third, but the third one he did the story similar to the first one, but the first one he did the story and directed. He's actually from the history that I'm looking here. He really jumps in at maybe the first two, and then he dips out. Mm. Yep. And he but, seems to do that with a lot uh, of his trilogies
0: Because the same thing kind of happens with uh, We'll <laughs> talk about in a second With Insidious, he directs the first And then like once It's like James Wan is the king of starting universes And then yeah. being like, and it's on someone else now I'm moving yeah. on, you know
2: Insidious 1-2, Conjuring 1-2 Conjuring, yeah There's no uh, Aquaman 3 for him Because this is 1-2, that's <laughs> it, baby Yep,
0: exactly, exactly yeah. Um. Anyway, so then we move on from Saw and then we hit Dead Silence. I don't know if anyone here has seen Dead Silence. It's a it's a, it's a movie that not a lot of people have seen. I won't go into it because... I, uh, Andy, have you seen it?
1: I have. Uh, one, I'm surprised that that was also him. But also, yeah. like... I don't know if it's just time, like, in my mind. I feel like that movie came out so much longer before Saw. Dude, so right? the that it came out after, just like... That's just like not registering. It doesn't compute. It doesn't compute, bro.
0: It's like when you watched it, silence. You almost are like, this is this feels like his first film. That's what it feels yeah. like. Yeah, um, for sure. and uh, Dylan, if you don't know, I, uh, I have to look up the Wikipedia again. I'm pretty sure it's just about like a guy who like goes back home and is trying to solve the the murder of his wife or something. Mm. And then there's puppets, puppets that like, baby. yeah. And I mean, it's 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 a good movie, but like Andy said, it it feels. Weirdly dated, like dated, like did way before that because it came out in two thousand seven. The first song came out in two thousand four. That's three years later, and mm. it still feels older somehow. <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, that silence is there. It is a, it is a decent. Andy, what would you give it out of ten? Like a,
1: a uh, price, I so. mean, I remember rewatching it a few years back, and I yeah. think it definitely like very outdated, but I think the style some of the tension and then obviously you go back to that reveal you know it's great yeah. but i think it doesn't really make it past that like i feel like if they were to redo this movie and maybe like you know give it a sharper uh foundation to write from i think it could be a really fantastic movie because yeah. you, you know you know i feel like if you take anybody's early work and there's like those little sneaks of like oh this is something that they might take with them in a later film
0: 100 percent, yeah yeah it's also it's one of those movies that andy i don't know if you noticed this but like it's it's one of those movies where they just pumped up the the blues in that movie kind of like what they did in that first twilight it just feels like the like the whole movie is in the tint of blue i don't know yeah. <laughs> like i don't know why every movie around that time frame was doing that but it was like good lord man like can we tone it down a bit
1: it, it's uh it's the same way that like at every action movie when they have to get to a foreign country and then all the
2: yeah
1: <laughs> <citizens> <laughs> it's like, mexico what? is always yellow <laughs> yep. yeah yeah
2: no, they did the same thing when they remastered Terminator 2 they just turned it into a huge blue hue throughout the whole oh, film oh that's right
0: dude ugly, yeah bro.
2: that 4k is sells for like $2 cause nobody wants it <laughs> it's bad dude it's you know bad. I just think it's not even the movie I just think it's the story with puppets like they were talking about it being inspired by the couple puppet episodes that the Twilight Zone has there's mm-hmm. one with that similar looking puppet like a a very triloquist puppet there's like a little girl's talking doll I just feel like that story's been done so many times every time I see something with it I'm like hard pass yeah. the only <laughs> thing that seems to still kick and still hit is Chucky but Chucky's got oh a big God, yeah. following yeah. you know he's got a whole following of film and TV now so that's the only doll thing that I think that has some play still and that's
0: a good point Dylan because I feel like Chucky kind of feels like uh not as iconic or maybe so i don't know but uh you know like the first child's play i think for a lot of kids who grew up in the it came on the 80s right the first rookie?
1: yeah so i around. believe so yeah
0: so like like freddy krueger the first one was very scary yeah or at least to kids growing up then it was very scary and then he be- kind of became a character like a caricature of himself at a certain point where it's just like Chucky almost is the joke. He isn't really mm-hmm. scared anymore. He's just waiting for him to kill somebody. And Freddy a does bit, the same thing. A bit thing. like
2: Freddy, where he yeah, like he's an not icon as scary of anymore. horror. Exactly. Thousand yeah. yeah. percent, man. But yeah, th- I think that story's just played out, bro. Yeah, 100%. And now they're moving on to like AI robots with like Megan. That's the new one. They got to hit 100 times. Megan was a hit. I yeah. really enjoyed she Megan. She's dancing around in Universal, bro. Yeah, yeah. You Actually. Know,
1: so speaking of Megan, I was looking here. He actually wrote for Megan.
2: Oh he did? What? Yeah, oh, that's oh, a boy, complete surprise it. to
1: me.
0: Oh, story. You're right. I see that. Dang. Yeah. Good for Just look at James Wan. He said, Look, I heard what y'all <laughs> said about Dead Silent.
1: yeah, it's so crazy that, that movie was like the first movie that came out this year. Like in twenty twenty
2: three. I feel like it's like year? next
1: year right that was like the first movie that came out this year january something it
2: feels like two years yeah ago i feel point. like
0: yeah,
2: yeah exactly i was like oh man yeah um james's writing partner lay one l or however you say his yep. name yeah i was like damn i know that name why do i know that name and he directed the the uh visible man the newest one with elizabeth moss that i thought was actually a love that a cool that idea movie, Incredible. very very love creative to movie. try and like spark life back into it yeah he's also
0: recognized. the he's also the dude in the first saw, not the guy who saws off his yeah. leg the other guy yeah i
2: heard yeah he's got a lot of leading roles but yeah he wrote that one with uh juan and then worked on him before he did like his first feature so yep yep let's hope he keeps killing it as well
0: all right and then we get into arguably one of my favorite uh james Wan horror movies insidious Woo. um insidious if I'm going to go into, I wish I could say this off rip, but I, I'll, I'll go into like a little uh, plot thing. Uh, the story centers around a married couple whose boy inexplicably enters a comatosis state and becomes a vessel for a variety of demonic entities in the astral
2: plane. Um,
0: it is one of the, it, this movie came out in when? 2010.
2: This Isn't is my, it uh, scientifically known for being the scariest movie just because of, like, the heart rate during the film that yeah, people had? Yeah, it
0: has the scariest jump scare of all time. Oh, okay. oh, oh yeah, hell yeah. yeah. It's
2: freaking crazy.
0: Yeah, um, but that uh, movie, it came out my senior year of high school, and mm. I, I that movie, like, genuinely terrified me. There were because, <laughs> mo- And I'll tell you why. I- I'll get into your guys' explanations, but this is the reason that I feel this movie, to me at the time, was so... Genius. There's this thing in horror movies, especially you guys all know. Things happen in a house, and your first thing is just fucking move. Yeah. Get the fuck out of the house. Yeah. Shit's moving, plates flying. Why are we still here? In that movie, when that family is like shit's going crazy, and the next scene they're moving. <laughs> I remember being like, okay, we're only like 45 minutes in and they've moved. Oh, okay. What? And then the scare happens, right? Like, is that little boy fucking? Oh, tiptoe the <laughs> What are we talking about right I now? I can What was
2: that guy? What's that guy's name? Tiny Tim. The singer Tiny Tim. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, because everyone knows him from the SpongeBob episode. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the um the pilot episode of SpongeBob where he comes <laughs> in with the <laughs> super. Yeah
0: whatever, yeah, whatever that song, that is. song is. Yeah. Yeah. That... <laughs> <laughs>
2: spongebob yeah. just fucking slinging patties for days to all the yeah, fucking yeah. anchovies. Yeah. God, tiny Tiny kidding. Tim starts playing, and everyone just goes, What the actual fuck? Bro, that... I feel bad for Tim, Tiny Tim, who probably meant the song to be a nice, cheerful, happy thing. And now every time you hear it, you're just like, Well, we got a fucking move. Have you ever seen him <laughs> sing it live? Oh, it's frightening. It's
0: one of the scariest things I've ever seen. Andy, have you ever seen him sing it live?
1: No, I didn't think it's just a thing
0: if you guys if you ever if you ever get a chance to go on youtube and type in tiny tim Mm -hmm. tip throw to the to the tulips live yeah it's one of the doesn't he have like a little
2: baby ukulele with him look at him i just look at oh man
0: it's like weird al yankovic smoked 40 ounces of cocaine (laughs) and got on stage (laughs) like what Oh, let me share a sound. It looks so a lot
2: weird. It looks a lot like the, the fucking uh, Noel or whatever from uh, the It Crowd when he was like all in that real pain makeup. The garden, by the Imagine being in that
0: audience and being like, are we all possessed? Are we all <laughs> like, is this a spell you're putting on us, sir? It's kind of giving
1: uh, uh, Tim, Tim Burton a little bit.
2: Yeah, I see Tim Burton. Yeah. Hey, it's not just Burton. me, right? <laughs> yeah, I see no, like the, the the freaking animation documentary when they open the random door and it's fucking just Tim Burton on the table. That's what he looked <laughs> like in that shot.
0: Hundred percent.
2: Yeah, you. Where are
1: you? Where?
2: If anyway, I'm in that crowd hearing that, the first thing I'm thinking is like, where's fucking Ashton? Like we have to be. Oh, be getting punked right yeah, now. 100%. Yeah, Where's
0: Ashton? <laughs> I just can imagine, like, that guy doing that song and then, like, just, like, camera panning to Jimmy Fallon. He's like, all right, yeah. That was Tiny <laughs> and, Tim. And he's clapping.
2: <laughs> yeah, whoa. whoa. Isn't everybody! great,
0: everybody? <laughs> Jimmy Fallon's always overly excited. Yeah. In the fakest way possible. <laughs> Andy, what were your thoughts on the first Insidious?
1: Uh, it was great. I think it kind of fed into my, I feel like as someone who's, daydreamed a lot when I was a kid. Mm. I feel like there's kind of that it kind of fed into that fantasy a little bit and then like also like oh fuck what if I like daydream so hard that that
0: the red-lipped demon shows up yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's like
0: what's good <laughs> yeah oh, shit. how about you Dylan?
2: Uh, I mean for me I like it because I feel like a lot of the older horror films and like I felt you know, your your cliche thing is to be like, OK, this is going to be a haunted house film. This is going to be a thing where you don't go into there. It's spooky like they know it's spooky. And this cemented the fact that like this and, you know, conjuring and whatnot, were going to be like real stories with a little embellishment. But it was like real shit that could happen to you in your regular ass family dining room. And it, it makes it creepier when you bring it closer to home, you know?
0: Yeah, 100 percent. It's hard to again not talk about this movie without talking about the jump scare that Dylan alluded to. Um, the the I can still see his face. And then the red lipstick demon just fucking bleh, like right on the like side of her or the side of Patrick Stewart's shoulder. Is it Patrick Stewart? No, Patrick Wilson. Patrick Wilson's shoulder. Patrick that's one Wilson. of the yeah, that's one of the scariest jump scares I've ever seen, dude. Like that 100%. Woo, that is pure nightmare for you i don't think they're ever i think every insidious movie after that is chasing that high of that scare even this uh new one the red door there are scares that are like jump scary but it's always feels like they're they're chasing that you know Mm
1: -hmm. you're gonna say oh that was gonna say that i feel like i feel like they did pretty successfully with the first i'll say the first like two or three i think they've maintained Uh, Some aspect of it, especially when they try to change the environment a little bit, but still trying to retain it in the same, you know, house. Uh, I mean, obviously it's not going to compare to that specific jump scare, but I think they did a pretty good job about it because they don't really give you any time to prepare for a lot of the scenes that, you know, they kind of throw in your face. And even with rewatches, you kind of see some of the stuff that's hidden in the background, which I never really noticed the first time. And yep. I think that definitely has added to the experience later on. 100%,
0: dude. Yeah, hell yeah. Um, Yeah, so, okay, we get that first Insidious movie, then back to back, like Michael Jordan, James Wan comes out with... Bro, <laughs> James Wan comes out with The Conjuring, which to me is like, the Iron Man is to the Marvel Cinematic Universe what The Conjuring is to what we have going... like. Annabelle. Annabelle Creation. The Nun. The Nun 2. It all stemmed from this movie, dude. Like, The Conjuring is uh, A, a very well uh, done and told horror movie, and then on top of that draws from real life accounts from Ed and Lorraine Warren, who, if you've done your research, are very interesting people. There are a lot of skeptics out there that believe that they made things up, but if you are to believe what they were uh selling uh to the public some pretty scary shit uh for those who don't know um let's see patrick wilson and bear farmiga star is ed and lorraine warman paranormal investigators and authors associated with prominent cases of hauntings they uh oh and this movie is the well i guess it isn't that's not true oh like oh they were just a part of the amityville horror and uh this movie is about the Warrens coming to assistance of the Parent family who experienced increasingly disturbing events in their newly occupied farmhouse in Rhode Island in 1971.
2: Um, God, this movie's so good.
0: I guess we'll start. Dylan, you have you had seen this one before, right? I think it was. I two had seen you this seen.
2: one. Yeah, okay, I, had, okay. I hadn't seen number two, but I just rewatched one just because. Why, why not? not? Why not? Why not?
0: What were your thoughts, man, on that rewatch?
2: I I'm in it for the Lares. I'm not gonna lie to you, bro. I got a newfound appreciation for Patrick Wilson. I think he's one of those like solid workhorses of Hollywood. that Slept on actor, bro. That slept on, yeah. yeah. It, friggin' Broadway, Phantom of the Opera, killing it, yep. this, that. He's got such a cool relationship with James Wan that he's in not only Insidious, but also in The Conjuring and Aquaman. <laughs> and they let him direct that, that latest Insidious, The Red Insidious, Door. The red yeah. door. Plus, I love Vera Farmiga. She kills in everything she's ever been in. My favorite movie with her is Up in the Air with George Clooney. Peep the SoundCloud. Is Up in the Air,
0: side note, is Up in the Air the one where he goes to places and fires people?
2: Yeah, Yeah. yeah, he gets hired by companies to come in there and clean house. And she's she's another businesswoman that flies just as much as he does all the time. Very good. Recommend it. But. I'm in it for them, bro, because their stories, I don't know, they get me. They got such good chemistry with each other. They're solid acting together, and that's what I watch it for. I don't know.
0: Yeah, 100%. I think I like uh it. they, for the Conjuring movies, you keep going back to them, mainly for Vera and Patrick. Their chemistry together is, you feel like you're watching Ed Lorraine Warren. They feel like a real couple in those yeah. films. Um, And then on top of that, The Conjuring movies have a really good – do a really great job of cast – of whoever they cast as, like, the main family that's going through whatever they're going through, you always, like, feel for them. Like, you always want them to get out of the situation. Um, And then there's a lot of really good actresses and actors who are the kids that, like, when you see them in things later on, you're like, ah, you were that kid that was getting fucked up by a demon, (laughs) like (laughs) – (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> How he got yeah. <laughs> yeah. Remember, remember you got thrown through the window yeah. Bitch I saw yeah. you was flying Yeah that's crazy You, you can through the window
1: and the wall That's
2: <laughs> <laughs> in wow while. Ying Yang twins yeah <laughs> Andy what were your thoughts on the uh, first country dude? That's so funny man
1: Uh Yeah I definitely agree I think Vera Flaminga and uh, uh Patrick Wilson I mean they're one of those people That they are just So incredible as actors But they just like maintain like i will never be famous <laughs> like you won't see me <laughs> they're like you won't see me anywhere but these movies and i'm gonna bring it <laughs> yep 100 um uh, actually it was funny uh because i was thinking about this uh podcast and i i saw the conjuring in theaters with eric back when we were living in the apartment because it was so like yeah uh it, it was one of our bro days that we did you know because we would do that whenever like one of the yep. groups was like off the same day and obviously, because nobody had any idea what to expect when this movie came out, and still one of the best experiences I ever had in theater, especially for horror, like it just it, it I I think that high could not be compared. It was just incredible, and uh, and I think to, also to echo the same thing with with the family and a lot of the uh, actors that are in these movies, it, it never feels like a sensationalized version of the story it feels like oh this shit's really happening to them and i think that adds a lot of the grounded elements to it that yeah. makes it even more scary as opposed to i mean maybe not so much with like the third one which obviously June fun wasn't a part of but uh for the most part i think the first two especially the first one retained
2: yeah yeah
1: a sort of grounded aspect to it yeah
2: yeah because even if they dramatize and add a little bit more to the the real life stories and what happened he always uses the family as a as an emotional anchor to remind you that like okay these are real people real things and and no matter how crazy the spooky events get he comes back to the kids he comes back to the husband and wife and it actually gives you a decent emotional story and it's not just you know popcorn flicks Yep, yep, yep. So yep. they they definitely lasted and became a franchise off of the bones of that, you know.
0: It's crazy how many movies spawned from yeah, that shit. movie, dude. It's It's three
2: Annabelles, is there not? <laughs> there Annabelle. is Annabelle um, Annabel Creation and Annabelle Comes Home or whatever.
0: I think you're right. I think there's... Where was
2: she at? That she she was traveling?
0: <laughs> yeah, you're right. Annabelle Comes Home, yeah. Well, yeah, that's was, the one. Yeah, that's the one where the the plot of it is like uh, is like Ed and Lorraine like go and investigate somebody, so they so Annabelle just like uh, haunts their daughter, yeah. Uh, because like in real life, the Warrens have like this like basement or like cellar where you can open and there's like all these haunted things that they keep in this place for safekeeping, just in case it gets out and starts <laughs> killing people. And they leave, and then some reason the little girl goes into that room and like opens the case. And Annabelle's like, "Oh, I'm out, so I'm gonna start killing people or terrorizing <laughs> your your house." Um, that it one's was, weird. That, it, what's What's crazy is that Annabelle Creation is really good. I really did like Annabelle Creation. Mm. Um, but, Annabelle yeah. Creation
1: is awesome.
0: Yeah, that uh, actually, really
1: good. that that was a movie that I got a free like m- movie like pre premiere thing too. Yeah, uh, I, it was like it came up in my email. I got picked for the lottery to go see it. I thought that was actually really fantastic. Um, definitely very underrated for sure. Uh, Annabelle comes home. I completely like. I know I watched it, but I like couldn't remember the plot details. Yeah, I think while definitely not bad as the, the first Annabelle, and maybe not as not close to the sophomore effort. Yeah. I do think Annabelle comes home benefit solely because of the actors like Univera you know, and uh, Patrick and stuff like that.
0: Being around. And,
1: and even though yeah. there's some sort of style of scares, but, it you know, it doesn't no, totally compare agree. to the other ones for sure.
0: I totally agree. And then, uh, so we have The Conjuring, then we get into Insidious Chapter 2, which was also directed by James Wan. Um, for those that don't know, the ending of the first Insidious, uh, going through Astral Projection, uh, Patrick Wilson's character... Is being haunted by this like evil man dressed up as a woman. Like it's like a he's like an old woman, you know like an old woman witch lady. I don't even know what to
2: Mrs. Call. Delphire?
0: Almost, but like it's a <laughs> right, she find had, like the gun.
2: The, yeah,
0: exa- you find out later that it's actually a guy dressed up as a woman. You find mm-hmm. out Insidious Chapter 2. Um, but anyway, uh in the first movie at the end of it, Patrick is looking for dalton who's like lost in the astral like in the further um and he goes to go get him but when he brings him back to his body that evil demon that's uh, haunting patrick ends up back in his body Mm -hmm. so insidious uh, chapter two is that evil man cross-dressing person is in his body and they're trying to figure out how to get um that demon out of him Mm -hmm. um and again, directed by James Wan, of another great movie. I don't know if I like it as much as the first Insidious, but it is really good. If it's if Insidious is one A, it's one B. You know, it's really close, you know. Um, I don't know if you guys have any thoughts on Insidious Chapter Two that are different from Factor One.
1: Um I think with thoughts? Insidious Chapter Two, I feel like it's it's one of those movies I call the 1.5 movies where mm. it's not in exactly like a sequel. It feels like just an extension of the first one. So exactly. it's just a, like, just to tie whatever little uh, bows or whatever, because even like I mentioned before with a lot of the history of Dreams 1 films that he really is only invested within like the first two chapters. I feel like because, I I imagine that when he initially comes with these story, that he's just, he, for him, it's probably a one and done. Like he wants to have a contained story, and then because of the success, he ends up having to do you know the studio's a like we it. need more. Yeah, exactly. And you know, usually when he does one more, it's fine. But even if it didn't really need to exist, I think with Insidious is probably a good example of that. Actually, even the Saw franchise good I mean, they definitely <laughs> that that's the studio
2: all over it. Like they yeah. wanted. As Saw 3D, yeah. <laughs> 3D, holy buckets. Like that,
0: If there's anything that tells you that a studio did this, it's when they add 3D to the title.
2: Oh my
1: God. Yeah, 3D, uh, what, what a face! <laughs>
0: Jeez, bro. Um, yeah, so then we get uh, Insidious Chapter 2, which again, very good movie. Um, and his next effort into the horror genre is The Conjuring 2, which to me is the best Conjuring movie. That to me is the scariest one. And it's mainly because the if you if you peruse the real case of what happened it almost feels like he's not like uh exaggerating the events um to those that don't know this story is about the warrens again ed lorraine that traveled to england to assist the Hodgson family who are experiencing uh poltergeist activity in their enfield council house in 1977 which later became referred to as the enfield poltergeist now This was a very famous case in London. There are reports that cops went to the house and saw things. You see it in the movie, and when you're watching it, you're like, wow, okay, this is made up. There's no way a cop saw it. But then you see the real case of a real, like, news crew, and the cops coming out like, yeah, we saw some chairs move. No one was holding them. I don't know what that was. And that, to me, on top of, like uh the uh, little girls get possessed they talk in a demon voice you can actually hear recordings of that real girl
2: that talking, up,
0: bro. talking in a demon voice mm, is yeah. it as scary as it is in the movie of course not it, ta- it sounds like a little girl doing a voice it's up to you whether you want to believe it's a demon or not but in the movie of course it, you know we got the audio technology it's gonna sound like a freaking demon you know yeah um and this also movie also has uh, the nun as the uh, antagonist. This is like the nuns, like, is after Patrick or Ed in this movie. Um, I love this one. This one to me is like the scariest Conjuring movie that's ever come out. Um, and I'd yeah. love to know, Dylan, since you hadn't seen it before, what were your thoughts on that one? Uh,
2: my thoughts were, oh, I actually texted you and said, yo, If I see that nun in the corner of my room, I don't even care if it's Whoopi Goldberg. I'm swinging.
0: I don't care if it's Whoopi. They're (laughs)
2: they're all like scared, but I'm fucking swinging on sight. And then that fucking hat ghost thing. It. Oh yeah, (sighs) yeah. He was supposed to be a movie too. Yeah, I wanted to look at him and be like, "What the fuck is that doing in here? It doesn't fit." But then every time he came out, I was like, "Yo, this motherfucker way too cool to Mm -hmm. not put in here." And the. There's a shot where like they got away from it, but then they still like they just show the hallway and the stairs, and it's still fucking coming towards them and making like the running noise. And I'm like, yo, that's yep. th- hell no,
0: <laughs> exactly, yeah. hell
2: no. Yeah, he should have got. There's you know two spinoffs of Annabelle and None, and I can't get the the Hat Ghost dude.
1: I'm hat pissed. Ghost dude be
2: pretty sick. Were you gonna say Andy?
1: Yeah, you no. Know, supposedly they were gonna make one about the the Hat guy, but i don't yeah. know if that just got shelved you know with the pandemic and everything but yeah, yeah i heard that the rumors are going to uh i'm kind of like in between because as cool as he is i kind of don't want him to be ruined by you know if it doesn't uh, get executed as well because yeah. i think of all horror movies i think uh that james bond has done the second country i think is where he's flexed his muscles the most i think mm-hmm. like with, I at least when it comes to like yeah. inventive scares like i think he, that's like the peak even though the story of the first conjuring is probably the best writing sure that he's done
0: yeah to me yeah that that the conjuring 2 is yeah easily the scariest that's a good way to put andy it's it's i think he he's kind of showing off a little bit like it's he's showing how good he is because some of those scares are just like dude that's i mean just the camera tricks of like the beginnings, like in the first conjuring you'll see like the the one shot of like when you first see the house and he t- takes the camera under the the sofa when you're like first seeing the family, whatever. And then in this movie, he puts the camera through a window. And I was just mm. like, okay, James. All right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he, he loves him transition. <laughs> yeah. I was like, we're,
0: we're doing it. We're doing this big. All right. I see. You. I see you, buddy. Um,
1: yeah. oh man, And yeah. actually, and let's not forget the country Two had that incredible open with the Amityville house. When they do the seance and Vera's like, you know, she Ooh, she's, she's yeah. the one that goes around and, and, and she's, shoots. And she's almost like we live the whole experience as a killer. Like that is just wild. Completely underrated and probably one of the best opens for a horror movie, I think.
0: hundred percent. Yeah. This is the one where like when I when people ask me about like a good horror movie to watch and they don't and they haven't seen any like James War Conjuring movies. Again, it's always good to see the first one, but I'm like the Conjuring, like, if you can see, if you can watch the two movies, Conjuring 1 and 2 is where you want to go. Because, like you, like, like you said, Andy, the first one is fantastic storytelling. And then just when you think, like, all right, that one wasn't too bad, hit him with The Conjuring 2. And it's like, oh, <laughs> shit, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's insane, bro. Um, yeah, good shit. All right, so then we got through The Conjuring 2. And then his last uh, direction uh, is... A movie that I know a lot of people didn't like.
2: Polarizing.
0: I'm not one of these people, <laughs> and that is malignant. Malignant is is James Wan being getting some money, and he's like, "I'm doing whatever the fuck I want with this movie." That movie is insane, bro. It's so yeah, he was great. in a silly era. <laughs> he was yeah. like, "I'm
1: gonna be a silly little goose."
0: I <laughs> I. Uh, uh... Oh, okay. If, here, I'll. <laughs> the plot of this movie is uh, the film stars Annabelle Wallace as a woman who begins to have a visions of people being murdered, only to realize the events are happening in real life. Now, that's that's the that's where the uh, synopsis ends. When you see the twist in this movie, there's only two responses. There's either this is the coolest shit I've ever seen in my life, or what the fuck is going on? There's only two, because you're either gonna go ride with it, okay, okay, yeah, we're in it, we're in it, or you're gonna be like, I'm so what? What the fuck did I just see? You know what I mean? And when I saw this in theaters, you saw both reactions. Either, oh hell no, nah, uh-huh. or me in the theater like, yeah, okay, James, okay, let him cook, let him cook, bro. What? You oh, could nice. cook a little less yeah
2: <laughs> <laughs> like, yo he cooked too much rice bro let put, back, put, put some back baby put some back a
0: little bit too much black pepper in there he could have scaled much. back yeah. scale back a little bit yeah a little bit too much water
1: <laughs> all right so then andy what were your thoughts did you not uh, like malignant uh well i think uh because so i was just looking out because i remember watching this on hbo Max because we were in the peak of the pandemic they released it in theaters and on hbo Max. right same day. so i was Maybe that can change the experience of the movie a little bit. I certainly feel that that can be the case. So you saw it at home, I, not in theaters? Yes. Okay. Um, I think Incredible Trailer, I think whoever edited that, just, mwah, Blast. Um, I don't think the movie delivered as much for me. I think a strong idea and concept and part of the execution, I think really worked, especially the reveal. Um, however, and I know that I, I think they were going for the camp. However, it's, I think it went past the line of camps are being unintentionally funny because <laughs> even with the dialogue that that's like the one thing that bothers me a lot. Like the very, like, you know, camp dialogue,
2: which. Yeah. yeah
0: to me it, well,
2: <laughs> hold on i'll go with dylan first dylan what were your thoughts on malignant uh to expand on andy's thing uh, the pandemic hit so hbo did a stupid move you know with warner blah 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 and they released their biggest films like that year yeah. on in theaters and then on max at the same time and i think that's what happened to that third conjuring film is that it got caught up in that as well and then Malignant got nothing. caught in the same wave. So you didn't really have the same numbers, or maybe the marketing, everything wasn't there. And that <sighs> the film reminds me a lot of the shit that happens in Stranger Things, like early on, where you have like the little, you know, shadow government group and they're doing weird experiments, and some of it's kinda campy because it has some of those weird eighties vibes that are mixed into it. But uh are we giving away the twist we're just warning people you're good you you ride through the film and you're like oh this still ain't bad and when they do the twist a lot of people hate it my brother hates it I thought it wasn't bad because I was like oh shit that was kind of cool I didn't see that coming and my first thought was hey yo she got Voldemort in the back of her head (laughs) (laughs) like it really surprised me because I was like oh that was kind of cool I'm a big like monster movie person so just seeing a different type of monster but having it like be uh, connected to her I was like okay that was that was kind of cool just for that but does it make the film like yeah it it just it makes it very Divisive, you know what I mean? Because you yeah. are going to be in that theater, and people are going to be like, "Oh, yo, shit, that was crazy," and the other going can be like, "Yo, that bitch the whole time," you know? Right? Yeah, I think,
0: like Andy said, there. I think it was very intentional what James Wan was doing. I think the the dialogue being very like, yeah, nineteen nineties. Just I don't know. Like it, it felt like everything was intentional. And then when you get to the the twist of it being a conjoined twin in the back of her head, that uh, once you see the twist, if you're into the movie, you get to that point where you're like, oh, okay, so when that guy like, threw her against the wall, mm-hmm. that's when that's when he came out. Yeah. And but I think for me, it was also just the fact of like seeing someone run backwards, <laughs> or like.
1: <laughs> like, you gotta hand it to the choreographers because they see? definitely ate it. I mean bro, they were the ones hey, that were bro. cooking in this film not
0: bro, in that fight scene, <laughs> scene of like him like just gutting people backwards was like crazy. this is nuts this is nuts dude. you I, know
2: I, I realized the head smashed against the wall before they showed the, the flashback clip and yeah. I shit you not that the whole time I was like oh the head all I heard was like as it was unraveling for me and I was like oh good that connects a b c and d and I was like yeah, okay yeah, yeah, yeah. and I think that's what's fun like if if you engaged people like that that fucking twist still worked whether you liked it or not you know no yeah oh, it's hard
1: to think of that uh that that scene where she throws a chair when she got the thing in the back of her head, oh, yeah, because yeah. I I always think of that thing that happened over the summer with the bayou when people were fighting each other, and they started hitting each other with the joke Oh, the, the, the black and <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god, Andy!
0: Yeah, sure.
1: I know hey, what that's. That's, too. that's what I think now.
0: <laughs> that's hilarious.
2: Man. At least that writes the sequel, Andy, because it's just her working at Waffle. Malignant House. two, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Her at Waffle House, like she's prepared for that shift, bro. You throw something <laughs> at the back of her head, that motherfucker gonna catch it. When she
0: when she goes to sleep, uh, angry yeah. black man is behind her, <laughs> just fucking. Oh hell no! Like oh. it, it's just Danny Glover on the back. Yeah, I like, got too open to shit. <laughs> open shit. She wakes up. Why do I have so much seasoning salt in my yeah. pantry? <laughs> why? Why am I knees so ashy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I used to use St. Oh, Ag- Agnes, but now I have all this cocoa Sick. butter lotion. <laughs> anyway, we've oh made it to gosh. the end of uh, all horror movies directed uh, by Mr. James Wan. Final thoughts on James Wan. I'll start with Andy. Final thoughts on James Wan.
1: Um, I would say... I don't know. I guess it's hard to say because I feel like he very clearly is maybe gearing up for maybe his passion project that isn't solely like an obligation to the studios. Uh, I mean, I don't know that he really has any projects coming except for, you know, unfortunately, the other Aquaman movie. But, you know... (laughs)
0: I was hoping that uh, Night Swim movie was him, but it's not. I was
1: like, dang, I thought
0: that was him. Remember when we saw that movie, Andy Five Nights at Freddy's? you saw the trailer yeah. of Night Swim, and it said James Wan. I was like,
1: oh, and I was like, oh. ah, yeah. freaking <laughs> It's uh, it's an easy trap once you see executive producer. You just like, uh, don't do that. He was like, <laughs> don't insulted. lie to me. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> no. But, you know, I, I think he definitely. I mean, he's iconic for a reason. Yeah. And I think, you know, we'll, we'll just have to see what comes next.
2: 100%. How about you, Dylan? Uh, I feel like, you know, he doesn't necessarily have to always do horror films, but I feel like his turn at Aquaman should be a prime example for a lot of either upcoming directors or people who have a lot of flair to just stay the fuck away from him Because it's i feel it's a make or break career thing it's something you kind of get trapped in obligated to under contract for 10 films i am upset like that we never got like edward wright's ant-man but i'm more happy about the fact that i got like last night in soho from him and that he just said fuck that i'm staying over here and i'd yeah. like to see that from juan too like we all know fucking aquaman 2 is gonna be a shit show we all know like it, that it's not his fault you know it's it's it is what it's gonna be with all those issues so i'm like i'm really hoping that like that shit just flies by case done and that he goes on and does something else that's you know uber creative in his style and you know maybe who don't know he might get something different than a horror film but i need something i need yeah. to eat i agree dude yeah i think with james
0: he he's one of the greatest horror uh directors working um And you alluded to the superhero films, Dylan, and I agree. I feel like if he can't really have as much creative freedom and fun with those kind of movies, even with the Fast, with the the Furious movie, you know what I mean? Like you still have to follow certain beats that these movies do, or else it becomes, these are fandoms of of years that people are going to be like, you can't do these kind of things. You can jump into the horror genre and do Malignant, And someone's going to be like, oh, that was weird. But we're not going to stop watching your movies. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, it's just like, oh, that was weird. That was different. But he's allowed to be different in this space. And I feel like that's kind of where he shines. So I love him. I think, again, fantastic director. And I always look forward to a horror horror movie trailer when it says directed by James Wan. Because I'm like, I'm in it. I don't know what it's about. I might get something weird. I might get something scary. But I'm there. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So... I, I, I hey, appreciate he's it. getting that
1: paycheck too,
0: and he's getting paid, bro. At the <laughs> end Damn of the day, these hey man, them executive producer checks ain't, 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 ain't small, you know what I mean? He's getting them checks. So when he's directing, I'm just like, oh, let's go, dude, let's go. But anyway, Andy, thank you so much for joining gracias, us. We'll have to have you on again, dude. I always forget how. Uh, informed you are on the film I, I feel like all my friends at this point if you're my friend it's because you enjoy movies so. yeah <laughs> like thanks so
1: much i'd be bro. enjoying
0: things <laughs> i'd be i be enjoying <laughs> things yeah thank you so much for joining us, bro it's been a pleasure
1: um thank you guys this is awesome that that time flew by i kind of wish we could do this more <laughs>
0: i know that's what i'm tonight. saying right
1: <laughs> i've got
0: it i've got it we've got it down to a science where it's like uh like we started at 80 80- seven eight oh I eight and it's eight nine oh five like we knock it we dylan
2: and i are so like timed, so time to an hour it's a little there's an, there's an internal clock we were recording the halloween episode and all of a sudden i was like okay the episode's gonna wrap up and i looked at like your fucking computer and it yeah. literally said like 105 and you wrapped it i was just like damn that shit was i don't amazing. know how we do I it motherfucker. don't miss i don't know how we do it i don't know how the but anyway
0: it's sync, bro we know i think because in the beginning we used to do those like long ones and we were like let's shit, start dude. let's start shortening this shit up yeah <laughs> uh uh, anyway. That,
1: that picture uh skit where it's like time to wrap it up. The button. Oh, <laughs> the, 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 the
0: button. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but anyway. i <laughs> It's been Cam. It's been Dylan. This has been Extra yeah. Butter. Andy, thanks again, buddy.
1: Thank you guys. Made See you next out.
2: time. Goodbye,